Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. It's Chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Natalie Jean. It's Natalie Jean. Today, we have R&B artist Laura Cheadle. If you're longing for some real music that you can feel in your heart, lyrics that speak to your soul, and a live performance with the power to blow the roof off the sky, you can stop right here. If you're tired of all the stage choreography, blinding light shows, caves, costumes, lip syncing, and autotunes that seems to have taken over live performances, you have found a place to rest, refresh, and renew. Welcome to the world of Laura Cheadle. Along with her family band, she has opened for some of the biggest names in the business and won numerous awards, including Best Indie Jazz Blues Band at WXPN Sponsored Tri-State Indie Music Awards. She has performed on stages from New York to London, appeared on six ABCs, tuned in as the very first viewer's choice, the NBC 10 show, and the national reality show, Next Great Family Band. Laura was recently featured in Curve Magazine, and they one of 100 women we love in Go Magazine, and declared a superwoman in South Jersey Magazine for her active charity work. As Travelic Guitar's newest brand ambassador, her solo career is starting to explode, performing at a, a set at NAMM 2020, filming specialized performance and educational video segments for Next Level Guitar's site, and having recently been honored with the Musician of the Decade Award for her body of work and trend-setting style. One of her original compositions was recently included in a popular TV show, and she participated in a Philadelphia film project with a seamlessly acted feature role in the short film, Ether. So, we're going to give her a round of applause when she shows up. Um, but in the meantime, we'll give her like five minutes. In the meantime, let's play one of her songs, uh, Give You Me for Christmas. Since we're around that time, can you it's almost time for Christmas? So let's play it. Yeah. 
are, or they lost their limbs or they're still going through lingering effects. But the, the pros is that um, people had time to self-reflect um, about their different careers, not even just music, there's whatever career they're in. I mean, for myself, and I tell people this all the time, you know, I saw family members walking together in the street. That's not something, something that's supposed to be odd, but in my neighborhood it was because you just don't see that all the time. I mean, you had people, I had friends that said they're coming back on work because they realized they weren't spending enough time with friends. Then you had climate change, you know, pop, uh, pollution went down, animals were happy, the trees were happy, everybody was, uh, well, na- nature was happy without us, us out there. Um, you just had, you know, people quit their jobs. I read several articles on that. They said, you know what? Right now I want to do something that I'm happy doing, not just about money. And then we have artists. I know some people rebranded. Some people created music. But more or less, people started to self-reflect about the artists they wanted to be perceived as. You know, if they wanted to be an effective player, what kind of music are they going to write? So during that time, downtime, besides writing a new album, did you have time to self-reflect about who you want to be as an artist? Are you happy with the way that you are? Is anything going to change? What did you think about? I think my music definitely turned even more positive because I, I think it was a good way for myself to heal and myself to, honestly, what you were saying, self-reflect. And a lot of the stuff that I was writing, it was actually a song called Shine This Lifetime I wrote. And that came out of like five minutes. And I remember when I wrote it, my whole being started feeling better and mm. everything. Um, and I noticed like I ended up, during the pandemic filming a music video with this local videographer um it was just me and him on set and that video is really a lot of people have said you know what i was having a really crappy day and i listened to that song so i think that's like something that really manifested from this entire experience and this crazy covid time yeah every day you turn around there's a new variant so it's just like when is this end when is it going to start I mean, it's just like, you know what? I told somebody yesterday at this point, we're just, listen, we just, just should call the variant a friend and just say, okay, you're here, but we're going to get, some of us will get vaccinated, boosters or whatever, you know, but you're going to have to stay at a distance because we we have to continue with our lives. So it's just, it's just annoying. It's just flipping annoying. Um, so. Oh, yeah. What made you decide that music was was is, and it was going to be your thing? Is it something that you watched? Is it something that you heard? You re- I mean, what was it that you were like, okay, Laura and music are one? It's funny because I grew up in music. My dad is a Philadelphia legend. He, he was signed to Columbia Records at 19 oh, wow. years old. He toured with everybody, Teddy Pendergrass. He was a songwriter for April Blackwood Music. So I grew up literally with famous musicians in my basement. Um, so I was around music always. But it's funny because I wasn't like, I wasn't pushed into it. It just felt extremely natural for me to pick up a guitar and start playing and singing. And my family are actually in my band, my dad and my brother. So it's literally been everything I've ever known. And I love it because it's always something different. You're going to meet someone differently and it's a way to express your soul that many other people don't get to use that outlet for. Right. And why did you decide on the uh, quote unquote R&B genre? It's funny. I currently I'm doing some R&B, but I'm more of like, you know, I I don't like to actually, you know, I just find with Sony um, Orchard (laughs) of Sony music, they kind of put me in, which is awesome. R&B, but I think more, I'm just, 
funky. Everything, all the undertones in my music yeah. have a soul feeling. So, I mean, I I have nine albums, and they're all different. So, you know, um, R&B is funky. I, I think of R&B not as, like, modern R&B and more of, like, right. the R&B. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, when I listened to your, your music. And yeah. I, I watched you perform that, yeah, it's not straight R&B. You put a little funk to it, a little, yeah. uh, and a, a lot of soul um, into it, and very blues. There's some moments that were very bluesy as well, so, and I'm like you. I'm, I mean, I write for several and perform many different genres, so I get it. I I actually hate the question of, okay, what is your genre? Yeah. how I want to create it um but, you know right now I'm focused on Americana I like that genre because there's so many genres within it and I can get away with a lot of stuff um but I understand where you're coming from with your music so how important is it for you to be authentic in your music so important I actually preach about this all the time I use all organic instruments I don't like copy and pasting things like that nothing that that there's wrong with that because I do a lot of film and TV work where there's a lot of, of that. So that I don't mean that in at all in a bad way. But for right. me, I love hearing the drums. I like hearing a little, little bit of an imperfection in a vocal scale, anything, because it's so raw and it's so real. I think right. I grew up with all real instruments around me. Like, we'll do the drum tracks separately. We'll do everything. And there's something about it because people are dying, dying for creativity now and, yeah. and genuine. I mean, I've been telling people this for, I mean, this year alone, this year alone, I really realized how much uh, the world is craving authentic, authenticity in the world, period, especially authenticity in regards to artists, because, you know, with the whole mess that we had to go through the pandemic and the elections and George Floyd and all the stuff, Mm -hmm. fake news, not news, this, that, blah, 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 blah. People want something that's real. They want to gravitate to something that they can relate yeah. to. They be able to say, hey, Laura, they want to DM it. That song really got to me. You get me. You know, there's, yeah. and I don't, and I say this all the time, I don't like to poo-poo on the mainstream artists, but poo-poo. Um, in, the, in the regards to a lot of that, it's just about fame. A lot of them don't even write their own music. I mean, I yeah. heard that Beyonce has one song that has 12 songwriters on it. That's just ridiculous. So they, people want what's real. And what was... <laughs> What was great about the pandemic is that people had downtime to actually listen to different artists out there. They weren't just listening to mainstream artists because we right. had, you know, live streaming. We were doing a bunch of different things. And now people are just like, hey, I've got to listen to this because these people truly get me. These people are real and they are authentic. Now, when I look at, because um, I did a webinar on TikTok and they said the videos that are the most popular, and they tell you to do five day, five videos a day, who'd have time for that? But um, yeah are the ones that are are the most authentic because they are relatable. They are videos that people can do or emulate or whatever or say, oh, my God, if somebody's talking about depression, they say, yes, girl, I understand that. I got that. So authenticity is the new thing. It just is. Yeah, because people, you can't, you know, the one great thing about social media is you, I mean, you can hide a lot of things, but people, yeah. I, when I put up a video of just me, playing guitar in my bed, it'll get like 10,000 more hits than, you right. know, a video. It's insane because people want to see authenticity so much. I know. It's, it's very important. People are just t- tired of the fakeness. They they want the real. That's the bottom line. 
So I see that you've toured with many amazing artists. Besides your family, which performer has been your favorite to share the stage with? I would definitely say, and it's funny because even my parents are a little young for the monkeys, but we toured with Peter Tork of the monkeys and he watched every sound check. He brought us backstage. He treated us like human beings. You know, sometimes I won't mention when you open for someone, you're, you're definitely treated like the opener. You know what I'm saying? He treated us so well. He passed away a few years ago, but I can't yeah. tell you how much he meant to us and just right. treating us. With, he brought my mom on stage saying, daydream believer. Oh, so, you That's- know, and his, it's amazing. You know, you can really tell kind people and kind people resonate in anybody in life. And he was just one of those people. What is your writing process like? And if you get writer's block, how do you deal with that? It's funny, before the pandemic, I hadn't written in like four or five years. And then during the pandemic, I just started writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. Mm-hmm. And it, but there's never like a technical way of how I write. Sometimes I'll have right. a melody in my head for a year and the lyrics come, or it's all at once. But I'm the most least technical human being alive. So there's mm-hmm. no mathematical thing. So it just kind of comes right from the heart. I love that. Now, do you ever get writer's block? I actually did um, during before the pandemic. Yeah, I was, I was, because I, you know what, I wasn't inspired by my surroundings. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I have since then changed that. Yeah, it's interesting. For me, during the pandemic, I was just like, oh, no, I'm, I'm void. I was just void of everything. <laughs> um just more I, I was just like uh, i'm not doing it. and then once you know this year is just like ah, i gotta release six seven singles back to back oh like i know never doing that scrap again i'm not doing it nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah i wasn't really thinking like the marketing and promo aspect aspect of things that i would just have to be like promoing and marketing every single day and trying to come up with ideas which is like the worst part of everything i mean i love this music business but let me tell you Oh my God, that stuff, that stuff can get get on your nerves because you're you're on, spot, you're, no, not spot, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, uh, you're on uh, Snapchat, whatever it is, and it's exhausting. It's exhausting, and if you're a person that's doing everything yourself, it's just, it's basically annoying, <laughs> you know. And somebody it's told a me lot. it's a lot, and somebody told me, you know, when you post, you should post something different on each site. I was like, okay. Oh this, God, who can do that? Exactly. I'm like, I just came up with this one idea, but you want me to come up with five, six, seven? No, no. it's not. It's not happening. I it's the decision, like <laughs> in the past month or two, to just take a step back and post really important things that I want to post exactly. and just relax. Exactly, Especially, and not have to do a show every weekend was also something that I decided. You know, it's because it's, people will come out and see you more often when it's like special and you're building it up. That's something also that I I've, I have taught myself in the past year or two. <laughs> you just reminded me of something. So, so during the pandemic, somebody contacted me for this thing called Sessions, and some famous people, person that started it, and, and they just sent me an email three days ago. Oh, you know, we're inviting you to do something December twenty seventh. We just want to make sure your account is. Up. So I said yes, I'll do it tonight. So I haven't done it because I've been so. This is not enough. <laughs> not enough hours. Ugh, jeez, it's just ugh. Okay, now I played your song um, before you got on. You g- give you me for Christmas. Um, tell Giving us you me for Christmas, uh, baby. Uh, that's funny because this song, my favorite Christmas song, has always been 
Santa Baby, number one. Because it's, uh, it's funny. I've, I've, I sent Santa Baby in eighth grade, which was really ridiculous. And I wrote this song, Giving Me for Christmas, just hilariously enough with my father, which is really crazy because it's literally a song about being unwrapped under the tree. And when I signed with Sony Orchard this Distribution, that was the song they wanted to release as my first single. And it has been getting quite the response. Someone actually called it the most savage Christmas song they've ever heard. Oh, so nice. I kind of love it. A lot of attitudes. And um, it's really fun to sing it sexually. You know what? Christmas can be sexy. Why not? Why not? I mean, well, listen. Why not? I, I, love, I, love what, I love that you say that. I love that you say that. Because yeah. I'm all about unconventional holiday songs. Because I wrote one and mine's out, too. And I, I, you know, I, when I sat down and wrote it, I was just like trying to do, oh, the typical, and I'm like, what am I doing? Because I, I said, that's not me. I don't like to do the right. usual, oh, we're prancing through the snow, holding hands, jingle bells. No. So kudos to you for writing something different and adding sex to it. Why not? Yeah, right, baby. <laughs> sex positive. <laughs> they need, I mean, listen, they need that in the world. It can't be all, and not to poo-poo on the normal, you know, holiday songs. Yeah. The world yeah. needs something different out there, something exciting, something to say, oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God, I love the way she did that. Because I sent my one song somewhere, and <clears throat> the person said at first when they were listening, they were like, oh, is this a holiday? And then they listened to the lyrics, and they're like, oh, this is just a different way. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. You want to grab somebody and say, oh, my God. Exactly. This is different. I love this. Let me follow this person. So great. And, and exactly. And here's the thing with with the music industry that that gets on my nerves also is that, you know, I've been to many uh, music conventions and they'll always say, um, you know, if you're going to write a song for Rihanna, give her something different. And then when you give her them that different thing, the people are like, well, this is not what Rihanna would do. I mean, it's it's so fickle. <laughs> they want it, yep. they don't. Want it. You want something different because if you listen to the radio. This, these days, it's the same damn thing over and over and over and it over is. and over and over it's again. It's exhausting. And one of the things, and I had this conversation with somebody else, is that it seems like the radio stations, obviously it's pay to play, they just want to inundate you with the same artist, so you'll never know any other artist. So you only go to Swift, Adele, Beyonce, Kanye, all these people. Unless, unless you keel over, that's the only time Somebody may swoop in and say, or that you have millions of dollars, swoop in and say, okay, here's a new artist. And I think that's just sad that we're inundated with the same artist. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, it's been that pay to play kind of, you know, thing for a while. My dad's like taught me very well about the music industry and, you know, even from him in the seventies when he was doing things in eighties, like he told me, you know, it, it, it really changed. And, you know, these mainstream artists are good, but you know what? There's so much out there. I never listen to the radio. Never. Because it drives me insane. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that you say that because the only time I truly listen to the radio is when I'm in my car. Other than that, I don't, um, I do listen to some stuff on um, Pandora and I would say, I would say Pandora, Spotify, and Apple Music. Oh, I love games. Pandora. People make fun of me for that. I love Pandora. No, you know what? You can have different. It always changes. You have like a different person. I love the whole model of it. Yeah. You know what? I'm Yeah, and they shuffle, and then there's one good thing about Pandora yes. is that it's the way that you can promo yourself as an independent artist. Yes. 
great tools for that. Where the others are just like, okay, you can submit to our Spotify playlist, but you may not, may never get on one. But go ahead and try. Um, so, um, tell us about your signing with Sobold Entertainment Sony Music. How did that come about? So this is wild. Um, you know, here I was, the pandemic, but I was busting my butt the pandemic doing live streams. And I got a message on Instagram, and I thought someone was messing with me. I mean, mind you, I've been working my butt off for years and years. Right. And uh, So Bold is, is a management company that is tied into Sony Orchard, Sony Music. And um, they offered me a distribution deal. I have a music lawyer, so I, I really did my due diligence. And it's a great great thing for me because it's a bigger platform but it's also not a record deal which is also comes with a lot of a lot so distribution right. deal basically you know they're distributing me under the sony name which is huge for me and i'm already getting a lot more feedback opportunities and i'll be touring in january under that name so it's it's exciting awesome, awesome. i, I love that yeah and you are a great performer so i think you're going to have a sold out show Oh, so oh yeah, I love performing live. That's that's where I thrive. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so tell us more about your new Christmas album. Let's get together for Christmas. Yes, it was just released. It has a ton of soulful originals and also some soulful um, covers, classic covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giving you me is the main single, but there are tons on there. I even have a song called "Red Ain't Everything" about the Rudolph Blues from his perspective. Uh-huh. And and I, I'm, you know, I love to, I want, and this album is very bluesy and funky and it's a little different from the norm Christmas albums out there. So and I'm super excited to release it with Sony. It's really exciting. I can't wait to listen to it. Don't be fantastic. Um, I love the fact that you are doing your thing. You are doing <laughs> Now, I put your song on here. But I didn't change the 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 word the word give you. Let me. I'm gonna try to play rever. Oh my god. Reverberate. Reverberate. Yes. So what is that song about? It's my about? first single. Oh my god. Reverberate. And the, and the video is now out. Now out. It's half animated. It's about that moment when you meet someone but you haven't even kissed yet. It's like that feeling of lust. And mm-hmm. that's what this whole song, another sexy song, I mean, this is the theme of the day, and it's like that very, that build-up, build-up, build-up is what Reverberate's about. And um, that's the first single with So Bold, Sony Orchard. And the music video is really cool. It's filmed here in Philadelphia. That's out, half animated. I'm the only one not animated in it. So it's. Uh, I'm really proud of this single. I have had a lot of great press on this. All right. Well, let's play it. Hold on. Hold on.
friends were there. Really fun yes. night. <laughs> yes, your friends, your groupies, they were there already. Oh, they were out of time that night. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was, it was, but it, it was great because you were funny and you were playing well, you were singing well, and you know what, you know how to roll the punches, so I know that when people, you get that, those big audiences, you're on that big stage, they're just going to have a fabulous time. I, you know, I think that you could do a course on it because you knew how to, you knew and you know how to um, talk and sing and just, you know, and just embrace the audience, bring them on the stage with you without having to actually bring them on the stage. So yeah, my thing is people come out, they pay the ticket, they park, they want to see a show and they don't, 
they, when you involve them, I mean, a lot of, we're thinking as performers, but a lot of these people don't perform. They live, they work in, you know, they have regular jobs and they don't, when you bring them in, they feel part of the show and then that'll make them continue coming out and right. coming out and coming out. Plus it's no, fun to mess with people on stage. I, I agree with you. Yeah, no, I agree with you a hundred percent. Which one of your songs out of your whole catalog is your favorite to perform and why? Ooh. Man, that's a loaded question. Yeah, um, I actually have a from an album from I think 2011. It's called Blue Sky, and I actually wrote that about really the music industry is insane, and there's been a lot of times when people try to change me and try to change my music, and that song is about just being yourself and not letting anybody change you. And for some reason, when I perform that live, the whole crowd always goes crazy because it's a real funky song, and um. I think it's that song from Blue Sky. Wow. How was it, it performing with the Jonas Brothers? <laughs> that was fun. That was super fun. Um, they were, like, super nice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they were they were really nice people. But they, you know, it was funny because I opened for them by myself with a guitar. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, this is... And they're, they're fans for hardcore, so it was fun. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, I see you're a brand ambassador with Travel Traveler Guitar. How did, how did that come about? This is wild because I 100% manifested this. This is going to sound crazy, but three years before they contacted, played Traveler Guitars, took pictures with them. Mm. Um, but by total chance, though, because like, I didn't tag them or anything, because you would think. Right. Contact because I'm known for my baby guitars. I play like these like tiny guitars because my brother mm-hmm. is like the real, the real rocking guitar player in my band. I just like, do rhythm, and um, yeah. So they contacted me and it happened. So it's really crazy because I had always wanted to be involved with them. Now I right. get to perform California for them and that, and it's just amazing. And they're a great company and the guitars are fantastic quality. That's really you're so uh, uh, another thing that you have in your repertoire is you're a smart businesswoman. <laughs> oh yes, I have learned, learned, learned. <laughs> that is that is great, great, great. Um, uh, what was it like being on a reality show um, about your family band? That's interesting. I'd love to know that. Well, this is the most fun I ever had in my life, probably. Um, it's called, it was called The Next Great Family Band. It aired on NBC and Cozy. They came to my house, my parents' house and filmed us. Um, it wasn't like a show where they pit you against each other or anything. Right. But that, that was a blast. And they really showcased the family dynamic. And what's crazy is I got a lot of my tours after that aired because TV really gives you a lot of exposure. And that was the time. I was contacted out of nowhere for that was one of my many Cheetle adventures. Wow! You 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 almost have done it all, damn it! Um, Woo! There's still more to do. Uh, oh, always. You, yeah, there's still more adventures. You, yeah, no, I see you. I see you all over the world. Um, what would you say are three things you wish you had known? before you got into the music industry? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I, if we're talking early career, mm-hmm. now I'm like way, way jaded from the whole thing. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, don't 
be fooled by glamour because sometimes the best experiences are uh, hidden behind, you know, behind walls. I don't know what I mean by that, but, you know, glitz and glamour can be very exciting to you. It's not always great. And also really look, here's one thing, don't burn a bridge. Because I, right. I am a big, I, I'm not just on social media. I go out and I meet people. And I'll tell you what, I met this woman like 10 years ago, and now she's putting me on this tour that I ran oh. into her again because it was such a good impression. Don't burn a bridge. Um, and you know what? Keep your cool. Like at, at venues, I'm, I'm very, 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 very professional. I don't have a drink. I don't do anything right. when it's like a real important show. Not that that was a big issue, but it's, you know, I always say people come out to see you, so why don't you show them a very professional time? Be as professional as possible, always. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What's the third one? What's up the third one? Did I, I thought I said three. No, I didn't say three. Uh, maybe my brain. You know what? <laughs> Look at it. it you should judge how people look at you in the eye. That's a big one. I'm real big on energy exchanges. That's, that's a big one because there's a lot of people that are trying to, you know, I've had old managers that were, you know, not in it for the right reasons with me. Right. That's a big, yeah. Watch who you put in your energy because that can really affect your career. Who you're I, allowing I agree with you 100% on that. One of the things I always tell people, you know, obviously when people want to try to get into this music industry, they're so not aware of how much work it takes, but also do your due diligence on the people that uh-huh. approach you because everybody and their mama is going to approach you and say, ah, oh, I can do this for you and I can do that. And some people will steal your oh, money. Yeah. You know, I, I had that experience and, you know, whenever somebody approaches me, I look for their website. I look, I contact the people that yep. work with them. I ask them, you know, how did you like it? Is it worth the money? Da, da, da. And then I'll compare them yep. to somebody else and yada, yada. And, uh, you know, one thing that I don't like is when people will contact me and they have these, you know, these a la carte services. That's not what I'm looking for. They're just out there to try to make money. That's, that's some BS. And this one person was just like, well, you don't understand the music business. And I said, yes, I do very well. I just know what I want. And it's not that. You know, um, right. it's, just, it's just crazy how many people will approach you with different things and try to oh, push you, yeah, to, to trying to do something that you don't want to do. And then the bottom line with music is that people need to be true to who they are as artists. Don't try to let 100%. anybody change you. Never. Never. Ever, 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 <laughs> ever. Ever, ever. What would Never. you say... Never ever. What would you say are the three, three useful uh, resources that you like to use all the time that help you throughout your day, throughout your music career? Oh, resources. Um, I like Music Connection. That's a mm-hmm. good one. If we're talking about actual, yeah. No. Um, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> You're like I like Music Connection. Mm. What do you I'm mean trying by to that? think, wait, like, like what, yeah. what helps me? Yeah, I mean, there's different resources. Like, for example, you like Music Connection. I use Music uh, Submit, or it could be a mic that you like to use, or somebody oh. that recommended resources that you like, that helps I you. With you. 
Well, I can't perform without my Sennheiser microphone. They they sponsored a tour for me, and that is unreal. This microphone um, that I use exclusively has my lipstick always all over it. And uh, you know, it's funny because I'm so always in my own world, music-wise. I'm always like in the studio doing my own thing, and I kind of forget about the world sometimes. Right. Uh, but COVID really, I built my own recording studio over COVID, even oh. though I had my dad. So that's I I really am proud of that. I've been doing a ton of film and TV work through that, you know, virtual stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm just always always teaching myself something so on some random instrument. <laughs> Which is very good because I still need to learn how to play something. Damn it! Yeah, I do. It's we important. I tried. Listen, I tried to do learn how to play the guitar and I felt like a contortionist and I was like no 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 then I think it was you playing or or Nikki told me you know there's um uh, guitars made for women smaller guitars I'm like what yeah that's oh. what I use yeah and I'm like oh my gosh I need to get back into that but five years ago I bought a smart keyboard that I was supposed to open yes it's still in the box <laughs> and I was oh supposed my God. to Yes, you heard me. Still in the box. And this year, I said I was going to open it. I was going to open it. I still have time because the year is not over. So December, no time like the present. No time like the present. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open that damn box and create. I need to. I think. Open the box. I mean, I think. Yeah, my vocal. My obviously, my vocals is my instrument. But I think it's it's really cool when people can play something. It's just. It just adds more to um, the repertoire. It definitely yes. does. So I I'm like oh absolutely. My God. It opens up and you're singing and playing to it, and yes. it, it really will open you up. I mean, just singing the tracks all the time it can be very difficult if you don't have a band. So I would right. definitely recommend. Yeah. So definitely doing that. Now, what is a quote, durational quote, or whatever that you like to use um, to push yourself, if you use any? motivate you. It's funny. I'm always putting in my stories, like manifesting quotes and uh, in Instagram. And I do a hippie thought of the day, which I need to get back on. I did that every day at one point. Um, I'm just always, I'm huge into manifestation. I think where I am in my life at this second, I have manifested every single thing that has come my way. Like, for instance, I just moved back to Philadelphia a year ago. I was like saying I want to live in a specific area that I now live in. I brought right. in really good people in my life. I'm, I had Sony Music written down 10 years ago in a notebook. So I believe in software power. Yeah, I'm huge into that. Even romantically, I bring good things in my life now. It's just all things that you, you put out there, but you really have to believe it. Amen. So I believe it. People think it's so so simple, but if you're sitting, if you wake up every day with a bad attitude, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have a horrible day. That's right. So, whatever you put out in the universe is what you're going to get back. You got to take care of your energy because, and really think about how you feel around certain people, and that'll tell you your answer. Amen to that. I love it. Ooh. Manifestation. Do your work. Yes. Put it out there yes. in the universe, and whatever you do, put it. Do it. You know, put into it put your energy put everything into it because that's what you're going to get received yeah. if you're like hateful and you put hateful stuff that's what you're going to receive back and remember that music is very subjective not everybody's going to love your stuff but there is that but the right people are going to love your stuff and you can exactly. succeed um, so exactly. i agree with you 
Thank you, Laura, so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I really appreciate oh, it. You are awesome, um, as you, you are. Know. You are. You are the most. You are the you most. Are. Most with you. You are. You are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you. I love your personality. I love your energy, and I, I obviously love your music. Um, you know, we can't wait for to have you again once we have another Sim Jam. Um, yeah. The first one was a success. I can't wait. The first one was very much a success. And I can't wait to listen to your new holiday album, your Christmas album. Jam to it. Yeah, baby. All right. If anybody needs to find Laura Cheadle, you go to lauracheadle.com or she's on Instagram. She's everywhere. Or just Google her because we can't remember everywhere that we're on. I mean, we're on so many. (laughs) Just Google her. Google Laura Cheadle. She's amazing. She's awesome. And she's inspiring. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.